Okay, so we're taking from the top of the page of Chomakam Talmud Chacham. We said that every place a Talmud Chacham needs to not do Malacha on Tishabav, where even if everyone else does Malacha on Tishabav, the Talmud Chacham does not. Okay, he doesn't go to work. Now, Lamemra, this implies the Reb Shim Megamliel Savar, Chashin and Liora. It sounds like Reb Shim Megamliel is not worried the appearance that if I do that, I will be looking like a big shot. And that's, he's not worried about that concern. For Abonon Savri and the Abonon who, who didn't say that a Tamachacham needs to refrain, uh, needs to, uh, everybody can make believe they're a Tamachacham in this regard, they are worried about that, right? Problem is, we have exactly the opposite. We find in another Mishnah, the Tanan Mishnah in Brachai says, a person who's just got married, the first night of marriage, you're very distracted because you're, you're about to write, because of, you have a mitzvah of Piri of Rivia that you're about to fulfill, that, that fills up your mind. So, if he wants to read Krishma the first night, he may. And Rabbi Shim Gamliel Oimer, no, 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 not so fast. Like, Kola writes a little as a shame What, you know, like his father was known, even though Hassan, the rule is Hassan is Potter me Krishma the first night, because he can't concentrate. Rabbi Gamliel took on himself and he says, uh, listen, I don't care. I'm not going to be Mevatel even one moment from Kabbalah's old, old Malchashamayim. Even though I'm just getting married. He didn't, uh, that, that was Rabbi Gamliel. Not everybody is a Rabbi Gamliel, says Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. Okay? Because for other people who say, Ich bin epis, I'm such an important person, it's Mexicura. So we got ourselves a contradiction. We hear Ayas, he says, even if you're not a Tamachacham and you're going to refrain from Malacha, it does, it's not a problem. It doesn't look like you're being a big shot. But over there, by, by saying Krishna, he says it is being a big shot. What's going on? This is the question. Good. Yep. We say Pamayim Be'ava Shma Shma Of Yes. But if, if, the, if the requirement is to Shema, so what's the Shema? Uh, Shema Lamita is not going to... Okay, not, so the, you're right. Okay, let me explain. The purpose of the Krishna Lamita is twofold. It's not the obligation, but yeah. it uh, does two purposes. Number one, sometimes people daven mariv a little bit early. And by saying Krishna Lamita, that can fulfill the obligation for the proper time. That's one purpose. The other reason is, is that there's an idea of saying Krishna. We say Krishna a lot of extra times. Pamayim is what's obligated, but we do it extra. I don't know if you know, we say it also in the... In the in Shach, right, we, a few times in Shachris we, we sneak it in. In the beginning of davening, we say it before, by the, before the Karbanas. Before the Karbanas, and then we do it in Shabbos, we do it also. And uh, these are all customs. But those are all customs, right? You understand? They're not the obligation. The obligation is that the Torah says, Bishak Bechov Kumecha. That's what the Torah obligation is. But the second purpose of Kiyashman, which was, is it the first one? Right. The second one is because at night you want to have a protection when you go to sleep, and that's what, and you're, you're ending your day with the words of, of Torah. That's what that has to do with. Okay.
Okay, now, Rabbi Yochanan says the only answer to this question is Mukhlefes Hashit. Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Mukhlefes Hashit. They don't fit. One of them is switched because it doesn't make sense. That's Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Shishabrid, Rabbi Yidi, Amr, you don't have to switch. So we have actually a contradiction right now between both Rabbanon and and between both the Rabbanon and Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. So the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon, Kasha, Wai Hacha, Kivit, the Kuliyama, Avdi Melacha. Over here, you have everyone going to work. You, not so much of a Talmud Chacham. And you are, not, are making believe that you're a Talmud Chacham and not going to work. You're contrasting to everybody else. So the rabbi is saying, and so the rabbi is hold, that looks like you're being a big shot. Sorry, you're not a Talmud Chacham. Don't, don't fake it. Okay? That's the story. It looks like a Yura. Aval Hasam, when it comes to the Chasam, Who's saying Krishna? Kevin de Kulyal Makari. Everyone's in Shul saying Krishna. You're Hassan, you're also in Shul. And you're going to say Krishna with them. It doesn't stand out from the crowd. That doesn't look like a Yura. That's how they look at it. So therefore, there's no concern. It's also not difficult. When it comes to Kriyashma, there's a requirement of Kavana. Everyone knows that, you know, like, who do you think you are that you're such a Chash of a Tamut Chacham, such of a Tzadik, that you can concentrate when you have the mitzvah of. Uh, of ha- getting married that night. You're told, you, everyone knows that you're so distracted. So you're showing off. But over here, by the case of not working on Tishimov, according to Reb Shem Gamliel, that doesn't look like a big shot. Amri, maybe he has nothing but to do because he doesn't have a job. Yeah, it's just a lack of work. It's, not a, it's never a raya of yura when you're not working. So therefore, it, there's no problem. And that's the difference. So that's you can explain the explain the answer. Next thing, Masnisan, the Mishnah. In Yehuda, they used to do Malacha on Erev Pesach till noon. But not in the north, in the in the Galil, they didn't do Malacha at all on Erev Pesach. Halayla, what about the night, the eve before Pesach? Meaning the eve the, before the, the 14th. The, the Leil Yudal, the night that we have to do B'dikas Chametz. Halayla, Beishamay Oisrim, Beishamay says, you cannot do Malacha at that time. Beishil Matirim, Adhan Yitzachamay, they could do Malacha until morning. Now, Beikara Tana Minhaga, Lobisayf Tani Surah. So the Gemara is bothered. The previous Mishnah says, there's a minig, to do malacha on, on, on Ervim Kippur. Not to do malacha on Ervim Kippur. And here, we're starting to say that it's us, so we're saying, Beishamei Oisrim, what's going on? We're, we're moving, moving from minig to Isser. So it's a kasha. So I'm Rabbi Yechonon, the kasha is not difficult. There's two days over here. So Machlok is Tanoim. The Tanya, the Baisa says, Rabbi Yudah, Am Rabbi Yudah, Bi Yudah, in Yehuda, you oitzim alach barvi pitzach, ad chatzais. O vigalil, eina nasin kal iker. Am alar meyer, ma rai Yehuda vigalilakan. What are you talking about? That's minagim. Ela makam shenagolasiz malacha oitzin. Makam shenagolasiz in oitzin. So you see that Rabbi Yudah understood that it's a machlekes 
in Psak between Yehuda and Galil. It's not Tali and Minakamakam. That's how Rabbi Yehuda looks at it. He talks about Isurim. And this is, we paskin over here that it's Aser. And, and, and over here, what Rabbi Meir is saying, that's just a minute thing. It's nothing to do with Isurim. Okay? And that was the previous Mishnah. So me, the Kamara Meir Minhaga, Michal, the Rabbi Yehuda, Isurim, Kamara, Abizur, Rabbi Yehuda understood that it was a real Isur. Does Rabbi Yudah hold in Yehuda? Right, he's saying in Yehuda it's mutter basis melacha. Avatani Rabbi Yudah Omer hamenachish bishleish asar. Somebody who is doing work on on and in his field and he's you know on the thirteenth. Okay, this is erev erev pesach, and what he's doing is he's he's cleaning out the the plants. Okay, to get out the weeds. And what happened? While he picked out, he picked up the plant out of the ground. So, Shesla, quickly, you have to, he, he sticks it back in the ground, in the place where it's wet mud, but not in the place where it's dry. Because, what's that? This is grain that he's dealing with. And you have to realize that the grain that's, that's, that's growing is going to be is going to be nitar immediately as soon as second day Pesach comes along and the carbon armor is brought. But if it didn't, it's not rooted, then, you got, then you're up the creek because it only matters that which is growing, okay, and growing in the ground. So if it's dry, it's not going to be growing. Ah, so in. So look what we said over here. It's only on the 13th, not on the 14th. Why shouldn't the 14th be, a, be okay? Shamin and Lele Rebuda, we know that Rebuda says, Damar kol har kava shene kaletes lish leish yamim. If it doesn't, if it, if it, if it, if it, any time you, you, it doesn't take in three days, shuvene kaletes. If it's not taking root in three days, it just ain't gonna happen, okay? V'yis al-gadai da'achar ba'asar motor basiz malacha, and if the 14th is motor basiz malacha, lamali shalaisha, why do you need three days? Lamali shalaisha, asar, why do you have to do it on the 13th? Ba'ikar pesar, you have the 14th. Do it on the 14th. You got 14th. Fecha meser 15th. Omixa shister in half is the 16th. And you're good to go. It's going to root already. So Amar Amar Rava. So Rava says, "Begalashanu." The reason is because he's in the north. In the north, they hold. They, you're right in Yehuda. They hold that it's mutul basias malacha. But in the north, that's not an option because they can't do malacha on the fourteenth. So that's what they have to do it on the thirteenth. The story. I vaika still vaika lelia. You could do it thirteenth at night. What's wrong with that? Some Rav Sheshes can be because no, he holds like Bishamai. So it's, it's talking to, according to Bishamai in the Galil, and that's what's going on. Rav Ashiyamr Lailam can be Sil. No, it's going like Bishilel. And the reason is, who's going and working in the middle of the night to start to weed this field? No one, nobody. Nobody, right? You can't see. Okay. Ravina, Amr Lailam Biyuda, we're talking in Yehud. And when it comes to taking root, which is what we needed to take root by that time, by the time the 15th, the 16th rolls around, you can say one but you can't have two half days. And that's what you're doing. You're planting a 14th midday, and then you're saying, by 16th midday, it's already good. 
because it takes root. That's two half days. You can't do those two half days. That's why the 14th has to be full. The only way the 14th to be full is if you pull it back to the 13th. So it doesn't, it's not kasha, it's not kasha. And that's the story. That's the answer. Brings us to the new Mishnah. Rebbeir Oimer. Rameir says, If you started off a melacha before the 14th, you're allowed to finish it on the 14th. Because it's a process. We never said the whole Isra of Asiyah's melacha on the 14th is only to starting new stuff. But if it's from old stuff, then you could continue on. You don't start new from fresh on the 14th. Now, even though there's plenty of time to finish it, it's not a long yeah, wind, it's not something that's going to take, it's a small job, it's still not allowed to be started on the 14th. There are three professions, are allowed to do the melacha on Erev Pesach before Chatzos, the needle, people doing needlework, the barbers, and the launderers. And Rabbi Yezir Rebbe also the shoemakers. Okay. We'll see what's special about these special, uh, these, these special jobs. What? Okay, we'll get to it. Okay, nice, nice. Good, good. Because those jobs are, you know, not really sharp. Okay, we'll see, we'll see. the is this. When we're saying that Rameir says, Rameir tells us that if the Malacha was started from before the 14th, you can finish it on the 14th. Is he talking about things that are needed, or stamp jobs? And I'm just started before, so I want to finish it. Nothing to do. I don't need a fiyamtif at all. That's the question. So there's two ways, again, two totally different ways of learning the Mishnah. Okay, is he saying that this is even when you started it, you may finish it on the 14th because it's Litzar HaMayid. But if it's not Litzar HaMayid, even finishing you're not allowed to do. Or maybe, we're only talking about finishing off things that are not Litzar HaMayid. But if it's bad, I need it for the holiday, need it for Yantif, then uh, even at Shulim Maschalin, and I would have even be allowed to start on, on Erev Pesach. Or third possibility, whether it's needed for Yantif or not, there's the one flat rule, Migmar in, you can only finish the job on the 14th, and you can never start. So, you understand? So are we talking about things that are for the, for the need for Yom Tif, Or only things that are not for the need? Or both things that are for the need and not for the need? You can only finish and not start. That's the story. Touch Makarni proof. You're not allowed to start from the work, beginning of work on the 14th. Afilu tziltzul katan fafilu even a tiny little uh, tziltzul, which is um, basically a, a, like a, a belt, or a little head covering, um, which are small jobs. Okay? Now, my afilu, what do we mean by even? Even these things. Even these things 
that you need a belt for the yontif, and you need a kapale or whatever, a, a kaplish for yontif, you're still not allowed to sew it on er, starting off on Erev Yontif. So you see, that's what it's, because that's what the filu sounds like. So the Gemara says, Migmar in, it's chulaloi. Michlal, the shalalazarch, Migmar nami, like, I mean, even if it's not for the need of Yontif, then I can't even finish. So Gemara says, Loi, that's not what's going on. Even if it's not needed for, Pe- for Pesach, I'm allowed to finish off jobs that I started from before the 14th, from the third, from before. Even these things that are tiny little jobs, I'll be done in no time at all. It's a quick job. So maybe you'll say that it's not a big deal. It's as if I'm finishing. That we don't say that. Even though it's a little, little tiny right. job, starting is still starting, and it's not the same as finishing. That's the story. Brings us to the... So we're still stuck with the question. Tashma Kamir proof. Rabbi Meir Oimer. Kamalach shilitzerich ha-mayed. Any malacha that's litzerich ha-mayed. Game rabar boss. Are you allowed to finish it on the 14th? It's litzerich ha-mayed. I need it for the yomtif. I'm allowed to finish it on the 14th. When is this true? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I had to start it from before the 14th. So what do you see? Here it's black and white. Even things that I start from before... It is only allowed to be done on the 14th because I needed L'Tzarech HaMaid. L'Tzarech HaMaid in, Shalei L'Tzarech HaMaid Loi. So the Gemara says, Lav Dafke. Hu Adin, it could be talking about Afilu Shalei L'Tzarech HaMaid. Nami Kamrin, I can still finish. Valkamashmon, but it's Chidish is, Afilu L'Tzarech HaMaid. Even if it's L'Tzarech HaMaid, Migmar in, that's Chulei Loi. You're never allowed to start off fresh. And that much it actually does tell us that you're not allowed to start a Malacha from scratch. Even though I need it for the Mayid from the 14th. Oh, so let's try another proof. Tashma. Any malacha that is needed for the holiday. You're allowed to finish it on the 14th. And if it's not Lutzer Chamayid, also it's forbidden. And you're allowed to do malacha on Erev Pesach till Chatzois, if that's the place, if that's the custom of your place. Makam shenagu in loy nagu loy. It's only if it's makam shenagu, but not if it's not makam shenagu. Ushmamina l'tzarech hamayid in. You see that it's always only l'tzarech hamayid. Shalay l'tzarech hamayid loy, and it's never allowed when it's shalay l'tzarech hamayid. So it's a so we're finally getting an answer that the hetter of doing malacha even to finish is only when it's l'tzarech hamayid. And it's never allowed when it's Shaloy Lutzarech HaMayid. Okay. Brings us to the next thing. V'cham Amrim Shaloysh Umdeh. V'cham say, there are three professions that we let them do Malacha on Erev Pesach. They're exceptional uh, jobs. What's special about them? That's what we're going to get to now. Tana HaChayotin, the reason why Chayot is different. Shekein Hed Yod Teifer Kedarke B'cholashul Mayid. What's stricter? Chalamayid or Erev Pesach? Avada. Chalamayid is much more strict. And if I am allowed to sew, uh, if, my, if my hem comes down on Chalamayid, am I allowed to sew it back up? Yes. 
as a regular, you know, to fix my hem. Minor jobs I'm allowed to do. That doesn't require a major professional. Um, so therefore, I am also allowed to do it on Erev Yom Tif, Kol Shikain. Ha-saporin, haircuts, va-koifsin and launderers. Why? Shikain bambim dinas yom. If somebody comes from overseas, or somebody got out of jail, those are people, there are cases, it's not every case, but there are cases of individuals who did not have an opportunity to take a haircut before. They were in jail. What do you want from them? They couldn't. Um, or they were uh, maybe, uh, I don't know. No, uh, my example is, uh, my, my thought is, is that if they were uh, very makbed uh, on COVID, so they weren't, uh, so they couldn't. No, there's a lot of people who didn't get haircuts for months. Uh, like me at the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning, right. I'm saying, you're scared to oh, go to a barber? See, see, okay. He did? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, well, that was COVID-related. Uh, that was, yeah. It started like that, right? So, another case. So that's why it's also, if that's allowed on your Cholamayit, it's also going to be allowed by, by definition on Erev Bezach. What do you mean? Uh, a, a, a pharmacy? What are you talking about? No, no, a bath place. A bath. A bath. You, a a you, you mean... You mean no, no, the public bath place. Yeah, so what do you want to know? You're, that's not a malacha. No, no, that's, that would be a, also a place that should have your... Uh, of yeah, course, you have to get ready for, for, for yont if you, you got a, a shower. That's, of course, the mikvah's open air of Pesach. That's... No, now we're not, now, again, we're talking about malachas that are being done. Okay. So, let's continue. All right. So, so then we saw, also the shoemaker. Now, what's the shoemaker have to do with anything? Why? There are a lot of fix their shoes. And the people are oil regal, they need their shoes in good shape. They go to the shoemaker to repair their shoes. Now, the Tanakama didn't put the shoemaker in, and the and and the, and the Rabbi Yisur Rabbi Yudha did. What's the deal? What's the machlokes? says, since I'm allowed to fix up existing shoes to repair, so I'm also allowed to make new shoes. And well, and Marsavar in the maiden chiz malach misayv malach naral. It's already an existing shoe. You're just fixing it up. You're putting on a new heel, a new sole. That's a very different than starting from scratch and making fresh shoes. And that's why he, uh, they don't equate the two. And that's the machlokes. Okay, brings us to the next mishnah. Mishnah. Myshivin shayuvchin letar negolim biyudalit. You're allowed to set up your, um, your, your uh, when you p- put the eggs under the chicks, mm-hmm. the, under the hens, to get warm, to be able to grow into, into baby chicks. So that's called meshivin shayvchen. So that's putting the egg, placing the eggs underneath the mothers. Sometimes the, the, like the, the mothers go away, and you got to like sit them down on the egg to get them trained to sit, to... to, to, to to um, basically that the egg should should grow, okay? It have to be warm. So Mishiv and Shevchim Latana Gulim be your dalit, you're allowed to do that on Erev Pesach. And if a if a hen runs away, 
You get it back to sit it back down. You know what I'm saying? They just like, sometimes they run out of, uh, they, they get, they, they don't want to be sitting on the eggs. So you got to slap them back and sit them back down. Okay. And if it dies, you can take another one and sit it down. You're allowed to clean off from the, under the feet of the animals. You know, if it's dirty. On Erev Pesach. But on Chol you don't clean it, but you push it to the side. Okay? You're allowed to bring your Kalim, um, and you also let to pick it up from the, uh, from, the, from the professional. Okay? So I can pick up, let's say I, I have uh, stuff in the laundromat, I'm allowed to pick it up on Erev Pesach, even though I don't really need it for Pesach. To just pick up, well, you know, the, the clothes that I left there, or whatever it is that he did. Okay. Says the Gemara. If I'm allowed to sit it down on the, from the outset on the eggs, what, I can't, and, and I can't take the hand that went away and put it back? It's a kavachomer, it's kolshken. Why do you have to say that? So The safe is allowing even on kolamayit. From on Erev Pesach, you're allowed to set it up from the beginning. But on, and, but on Chol HaMayed, if it, only if it was sitting, then I can go get it. And then it jumped off, so I can put it back on. Because I don't want to suffer the loss. That's the idea. The only time I'm allowed to sit it down is if it's within three days from when it jumped off of the egg. Decided not to sit down and and uh, uh, incubate the egg. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because the heat, the warmth of the egg doesn't go away that quickly and it's still warm enough and it will survive. And it's also only when it's after three days from when it's, uh, it's, it's after three days from when it started sitting. Because once the pastola babe, because then it's a total loss for the egg. Because when you think about it, an egg you can eat as an egg, but if it already sat three days on it, that egg is not edible as an egg. That's gone. It, even if it doesn't have blood, it would, it, it's going to shmechzach. It's spoiled. Uh, because it was warm for three days, it's not going to be able to. So it's not going to be. It's nishtahe nishtaher, and you, it's a total loss. So that's the story. If it's ready after three days, so that's no the parachlatzimra. The warmth of the egg is gone. So therefore, it's like no point in having it sit on the egg. It's not going to really uh, produce a chick. Or it's within three. Of when it originally sat, it's not a total loss on the egg, and then I'm not allowed to put it back on. Even if it's within three days from when it sits, you can put it back. It's not, that's, it's not even within three of, the, of it sitting. I'm allowed to put it back on. What's the Machlegis? Marsover left in Meruba Chashu. We only worry about major losses. Lefts in mud, lechashu, but not minor losses. Omar Sabah lefts in mud, even minor losses we're taking into account. And basically, um, because it, 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 the, even Teich Shlesh Shivasa 
it's already nishtanu kitsas, and not everybody's willing to eat that. Okay, it's already it's shmetzichapisol. If you right, if you have COVID, so you don't smell so well, so then, they're not going to eat it. Right? Oh, an istin is is so right. So that's the question. If minor loss, because now you've got to sell it cheap. You know, these are like you know. You know, it's it's like all the right, right, right. No, right, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. The, the, the due date is a little is a little close. Whatever. Don't, so, close. don't smell the don't <laughs> smell the chicken. It's not you know. Just keep your head far away, and uh, and it's okay. So that's the story exactly. So that's the saying. So are we worried about the have some more that you have to give the manager discount on or not? And that's the machlekes. The next halacha is mitachas. You're allowed to clean out from under the animals on erev Pesach. Tan Rabban and the Rabbis learn hazevel shal bechotzer, the dung, the the, the the excrement from the animals that's in the chotzer. Misalkin or silitzadin, you move it to the sides. Shebirafes if it's in the area they're stable. So then v'shebchotz. But what's in the refes and in the chatzar, then you take it out to the garbage. You, got, you can remove it. So, we, we're talking about the chatzar in two ways. You're not only allowed to put it to the side. You can take it out to the garbage. And not only have to, you don't only have to put it to the side. What's the deal? It's not difficult. There's a difference. It's more mekel on Erev Pesach than it is on Cholomayit. That's one answer. Rav Amar, Hava, B'cholomayit. No, we're talking even Cholomayit. If your chatzar is so full of excrement that it's already the same as the refes, so it's like too messy. So then you're allowed to clean it out to the garbage um, to the, because it's too much. That's the reason. Again, it's the same. A reference is a smaller area, so if it, there you have to, you you can't just put it to the side. You got to clean it out. So if it's on that level in the field in the chutzpah as well, that's when you have a right to clean it out all the way. Next next section. Even though it's not for, we said even though it's not Rava. Rava gave the faher, gave us a test. Okay. All right, so who's ready for Rava's test? He says that you're allowed to bring and you know, take, bring to and take from the Kalim from the base Uman. Now, even though it's not needed for the might. You're not allowed to bring the Kalim from the base Uman. If you're worried that maybe they'll steal it, because if I don't pick it up, they'll say, hey, um, it's free for all because nobody you didn't come you didn't come to get it. Hey, you know you uh, you know you gave something to be repaired, whatever it is. You know hey, you don't show up. Sorry, I'm not keeping it around. I'm going to sell it. So if you're worried that he's going to gamve it from you, mifan on the you just bring it to somewhere else, not home. Uh, so that's the kasha that Rav asked. It seems contradictory. We're more lenient always on the Erev Pesach than we are on Cholomoy. Erev Pesach, you're allowed to, even if it's not for Yom Tif. But on Cholomoy, you're only allowed to do this when it's for Yom Tif. And not otherwise. 
unless it's unless you're worried that it's big gadvet. Okay, that's a different story, right? Um, <clears throat> alternate answer. They're both talking It's a question of trust. Do you trust him or don't you trust him? Do you know that he? Do you, if you trust him, that he's not going to sell it. You know, he's a good man. He's not the type to just like say, "Oh, yeah, I didn't no. see you. You didn't well, come yeah, back. I haven't seen you. Yeah, I haven't seen you, so I just uh, I decided to sell it." But if you can't trust him, then you can go. Vatanya, and the Brisa says this is Vatanya is binichutsa. It's not a question; it's support to this. Um, so, what does it say? Like a jug from the jug maker, or a cup from a glass from the glass maker. You're not allowed to take the wool from the wool, from the dyer or kalim from the besoman. And if you don't have what, if he doesn't have what to eat, you pay him, and you leave it by him. Because he needs, he needs to be paid. Okay? So, you, so you're right, you're right. So you give him, pay him, it's if you could trust him. But if you can't trust him, you leave it in the next house, um, not by him. If you're worried that that's not safe, you put it inside. Still a height, you don't show off about it. So, Teras, the Mevian, I understand bringing. But we still never answered how you're allowed to bring it to the Uman. We said that you can't bring. One of our other answers is the right answer. Either because there's a difference between Erev Pesach and Cholomayit, or even if it's both on Cholomayit, it's if you can trust or if you can't trust. That's the story. Anyway, but I think the, I, actually, we know, we're saying is that, no, the only answer that's good, the trust answer doesn't work for bringing. Yeah. It only oh, works for taking. Yeah. So you have to go with the Erev Pesach to Cholomayit difference. And we'll stop over here at the Mishnah. And everyone have a phenomenal...